Hey guys, it's Molly. Have you ever felt discouraged wondering what can I do to make a difference in the world? What can I do to be a light? I mean, there's so much sadness and wickedness and just misunderstanding and lies going on in the world today. Well, we are going to really dig into practically how we can be lights in this world by studying some scriptures that Jesus shared about being the light of the world. I'm excited to talk about this today, so stick with me here. Well, welcome to the podcast, you guys. Um, Today is the 20th episode of Mondays with Molly, which is kind of exciting to get to 20. Uh, I don't know. For me, that's kind of like a big deal. It means I've done 20 talks that I've kind of created. I mean, some have been more me just chatting, like when I've done my single mom story or my new mom life story um, podcast. Those were me more talking, but like today is more of a talk that I've written and put together. Um, But it's just really cool coming this far, you know, just to kind of peel back the curtain and for you guys to see behind the scenes, you got to know that me doing this podcast is not easy. It's funny because whenever you start something new, it's like, oh my, this is like amazing. This is super awesome and super fun. And like, I love every minute of it. And I love doing the podcast, but it's work. Like it is work for me to prepare. And, you know, I finish one podcast, it releases on Monday, and then I have a few days to kind of hang out. And then I start the process again of working on the new podcast and trying to come up with new material. And it's funny because after I had done just like a first few podcasts of topics that I knew already ahead, I kind of wanted to talk about, I kind of got to this point where I was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Like, how am I going to come up with a new topic every single time? And I was getting anxious about like, what am I going to talk about? Um, But it's just so cool to see that like, I'm not just here chatting about myself and interesting things about myself like I'm talking about God's word and like God's word has so much to share so I'm not going to run out of topics because God always has something for me to share and he brings something to my mind that he wants me to share which is just super cool and um, as I've been you know doing this every week some people have asked me you know, how's, how's the podcast going? And I can't say like, oh, there's like tons of people listening and it's awesome and whatever. Like I love, like, it's awesome, this podcast. And I'm really thankful when people tell me they listen to the podcast. It's super encouraging to hear. But, um, one thing I said to someone who asked me how it was, how it was going, I was like, I'm just trying to be faithful bringing one out every week. And that's, I think the heart of, of doing this is, um, me learning to be faithful uh, to share content. I'm glad that I have like a deadline that I'm not like, oh, I'll just publish it when I feel like it. It's like, it's got to be on Monday because that's the title. That's the name of the podcast, Mondays with Molly, which I think is super cool because if you like forget, like when does the next one come out? You're probably not going to forget. You're going to go, oh, Mondays with Molly, Monday. Um, But anyways, it's just, it's been a cool way for me to just be faithful as a as a single mom, I have time to myself in the evenings. And a lot of times 
um, I've kind of thought to myself, I've had this kind of little battle in my head of like, well, it'd be so nice to just sit and watch TV every night and not have to work on making a podcast or sit and just hang out. But then there's this other part of me that's like, I just, I don't want like my, my life to be made up of just like all my free time was spent on watching TV and, and scrolling the internet. I mean, I'm guilty of so much like internet scrolling, Instagram scrolling, but it's cool to just have this to work on. And I mean, I've had my doubts at times, like, is this, well, often I've had doubts, like, is this something that I should keep doing, should keep investing in? But like I said, it's just so amazing for God to see God help me bring a topic together. Well, I I don't even want to put it that way. Help God help me put bring a topic together. It's not God helping me. It's God putting a topic together and supernaturally by his holy spirit like giving me what to say and I and I it's not something weird like oh a voice comes from heaven and he tells me what to share, but it's just like when I take the time to sit down and write stuff out, God helps me bring it Again, I'm not going to use the word God helps me. God brings it all together. Like he brings my thoughts all together. And lately I've been kind of, I've been really busy. And so I've been dealing with um, kind of some like mental fog, like and forgetfulness, which is kind of weird. I don't like it. Um, But like God just helps me bring it all together. And um, I just love that. You know, I didn't tell you guys this, but when I did the episode called... um, I think when, what did I, what's it called? When you feel like God isn't fun. Is that what it was called? When, when you feel like God isn't fun. Yes. That podcast had just a special meaning to me because I was that evening, it was Saturday night or it's not Saturday night. No, it was Sunday night and I didn't have my podcast recorded and it was just like a tough night with my kids and I was like stressed out I'm like I gotta get this podcast done it's like not all together and then after my kids finally went to sleep and I'm just like stressed worn out I start putting together the rest of the podcast and recording it I don't think I had it all my thoughts all together and then I started recording it and I really saw like God speak through me and God encouraged me through what I was sharing. And that that podcast just like has a special spot in my heart. Like just what God spoke through me. Um, which was not only to encourage you guys, but to encourage myself. And what I shared on that podcast about dealing when, when you feel like God isn't very fun. And when you feel like there's so many no's in life of things you can't do. Like I was dealing with that. Like what I talked about was something I was really dealing with right then. And like I felt like as I put that podcast together and I spoke it, God was speaking to me the truths that I needed to hear. And so that was just so cool. So amazing. And so today is another one of those podcasts where this week was busy and I probably procrastinated somewhat but also was was busy and struggling to like get my thoughts together and like okay like what's the main point here because I want whenever I'm sharing with you guys I want there to be like a main point of something that you're like okay this is what I'm going to remember this is what I'm going to take with me the rest of the day after I listen I don't want it to be like all over the place and so God really helped me to nail it down and I'm just so super thankful for that so that's a little behind the scenes of what the podcast is like Um, I'm going to say this ahead of time. I am going to take the next week off to just give myself 
a week break from doing the podcast because I've been doing, I think I've only missed one week out of these 20 episodes. And that one week I missed, I was teaching at my church. So I think it's time for me to have a little week vacation last week before school starts again. And then I will be back at it the following week. So you won't hear a podcast from me next week, but don't worry, I'll be back at it the week after. So um, today we're talking about bringing light to this dark world. And I thought it was really cool as I was kind of deciding what to talk about, um, that there's these two passages in the Bible. And it's an I am passage and then it's a you are passage with very similar wording, but two different meanings. And so we're going to just start with the, um, oh, okay, guys, you heard it last time, or maybe it was the time before last. I'm sitting in my bathroom, and the toilet is making the running water noise again. Isn't this lovely, lovely background noise? <laughs> um, but okay, so let's just get into this passage in John eight twelve. Where are ya? I think I lost my bookmark that I had marked it. Um, it's Jesus is saying here about being the light of the world. He says, um, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And um, it's just amazing to think about Jesus as the concept of him being light, all that is good, all that is pure, all that is right. You know, when, when you hear that passage, think about whatever's pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is right. Like that's Jesus. That's who he is. Everything pure, lovely, right, good, um, full of hope, full of truth, full of wisdom. And Jesus is saying, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life, life. And when I think about darkness, Thoughts, words that come to my mind are sin, evilness, fear, confusion. And all of those things would define the way the world is today and the way our culture is today. And um, how the, the culture has gone away so much. America has gone away so much from Christian values and there is so much darkness in the world. Now, I do want to say a little side note. I think a lot of us freak out and we're like, America like, is not being Christian anymore. And yes, we were founded on Christian values. And some of our founding fathers were Christians. Like you think of George Washington. Um, but I, I think what we are seeing now is the fact, I mean, I don't know if there's less Christians in America nowadays or if the fact is that basically because of our because of America not being lived on Christian values, lived out on Christian values, we're just seeing more of a difference between true believers and non-believers. I think maybe I don't know, back in the 50s, people might have lived their lives based on Christian values, but like were they really a Christian? Like maybe they went to church every week, but like were they really a Christian because the mark of whether someone is a believer or not is not based off of if you go to church and if you don't swear and and even mark of being a Christian isn't based off of if you don't if you believe abortion is wrong like or if you believe homosexuality is wrong or if you believe like if you're a Republican or if you're a Democrat like none of that makes you a Christian or doesn't make you a Christian um, what makes us a Christian is our faith in Jesus Christ. And so I was listening to someone talk about, um, 
America and the way things are in America now. And she's like, I feel like it's just going to separate the wheat from the chaff. Like we're going to just see, uh, separate, like who are really believers and who are not. And, and I think believers are going to stand out more. So my statement based what I've said that maybe it's not necessarily America's less Christian. We're just seeing less Christian values. I don't know for sure if that's true. Maybe there are less Christians in America now. I, I don't know, but I do know that it's like faith in Jesus Christ that is what makes us believers, not um, living out just Christian values. You know, we'll, they will know us by our fruit, right? But it's a relationship with Jesus Christ that makes us saved. And you could be this great person that has lives out of Christian values, but going to hell, right? Anyways, all that to say, that's a little side note. But as, But the way we do see America now, it is... It is more dark and more sinful and evil and and it's kind of glorified and it's kind of lived out as a good thing. And so that is what's I think scares so many of us because we know uh we know that this is not a good path to go down. I want to read to you guys Proverbs 4:19. And it says the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. And um, when you hear that passage, it just, it makes me think of just so many people these days that are living in ways that they think are good and that they're having more freedom and they're having more um, love and more self-love for themselves. We hear that so much, self-love and, and just experiencing life more to the fullest. But they are living in deep darkness and they do not know over what they stumble. Um, There was a story recently in the news that kind of uh, touched a chord with me um, because it was about divorce and separation. And you guys know my story and what I've been through. And so it it made me sad hearing this story. Okay, so side note too, I like keeping up with certain celebrities, like the things that go on the news. I'm always interested. What Okay, what's going on in the news? I like reading People Magazine. I think it's interesting to just know what celebrities are up to and there's like so much you can learn life lessons you can learn from most of the time the failings of celebrities but so in the news recently Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth is that how you say his last name I think that's how you say his last name um they decided to separate and uh, they've been married I think for about seven to eight months and I think Miley Cyrus is a very talented person but uh, as a singer, she's got a great voice. She's got a lot of talent. But she is definitely one of those people that maybe grew up on Christian values but is is not a believer and has just totally let herself um, be bought into so many lies. And so I read this article uh, today about her concept of what marriage was. And this, to me, just points so much to what we're talking about, living in darkness on how people need the light of Jesus Christ. Um, so she was talking about marriage, and she said that her relationship, her marriage relationship is unique. She said, I don't know that I would ever publicly allow people in there, into her relationship, because it's so complex and modern and new that I don't think we're in a place where people would get it. Um, so then she goes on to say, I'm a hetero, re- I'm in a hetero relationship, but I'm still very sexually attracted to women. 
Um, she said, I made, of marrying Hemsworth, she said, I made a partner decision. This is the person I feel has my back the most. But she's saying she's still attracted to women. And then she goes on to say, I don't relate to being a boy or a girl, and I don't have to have my partner relate to a boy or a girl. Um, she then goes on to talk about how she doesn't even like using the words husband and wife. She says, husband and wife sounds like a cigarette commercial from the 1950s to me, she said. Instead, she prefers the term partners, which is how she sees her own parents' her own parents' relationship. She said, I definitely don't fit into a stereotypical wife role, she said. I don't even like that word. So this was an article that was um, written just in July before she came out uh, that they were getting a divorce because it's super recent that they came out getting a divorce. And what was in the news was um, that they came out saying we're separating and then a little bit later came out that she was out partying and kissing another girl. Another girl that had recently separated from her husband or um, boyfriend. I don't know if they were married or not. I think they were married. And so I just... Me knowing what it's like going through divorce, I just saw through just the just the heartbreak that she's gone through and just the confusion that she has in her life that she just like doesn't even know like what to do, like what's going on and acting out on that to being like, okay, you know, we talk about rebounding in a relationship and like how bad that is. Um, but her just like rebounding to like she was married to a guy. Um, and, you know, Liam and her were together for many years before. They were a couple many years before and then kind of had an on-again, off-again relationship, then got married. Um, so then that didn't work out. So now she's with a girl. And just how, like this craziness and just seeing that she's trying to find, fill a void in her life with something, with someone. Maybe it's not a guy. Maybe it's a girl now. Like, and she just doesn't even know who she is. And I just think that like, that's the darkness. The darkness offers sin, evilness, fear, confusion. And I see that confusion, confusion in her. And, it, and what's so sad is that the world creates more confusion by making things, in quotes, acceptable that were never meant to be on the table, never meant to be acceptable, never meant to be an option which in turn creates more depression, more despair, and more emptiness. And it's just this incredible, terrible focus on, incredibly terrible focus on self and what self wants. Uh, I want to read to you guys this verse in Jeremiah. Uh, where is it at? Let me find it for you guys. All right, Jeremiah 2.13 it says, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. The darkness, sin, offers nothing of value to our lives, no goodness. It, it kind of can mask itself as goodness. <laughs> a sheep, a wolf in sheep's clothing, there we go. But it does not offer any goodness to us. And that's the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And this passage in John 8, 12, where Jesus says he is the light of the world, is what offers us hope, right? Because he is the light of life. And whoever follows him 
will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Um, and that's, that's the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, that we don't have to live in confusion and in fear and in despair and in loneliness and emptiness and depression, trying to fill our lives with all these things that the world says will fill our lives and really doesn't. And, um, and that's the wonderful hope we have in Jesus. And if you don't know that hope of Jesus, if you don't have the light of the world in your heart, I hope that you will make that decision for Christ today. But for those of us that have that hope of Jesus in our hearts already, um, we have his light living in us. And so that's where it comes in this you are statement, where Jesus first in John says, I am the light of the world. But then it's funny because then Jesus says in Matthew 5.14, it says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So if we are believers, that very light that is Jesus Christ is living within our hearts. We have this hope. We don't have darkness and sin overtaking us anymore but we have the light of life within our souls and that is just amazing to just soak in and let that just permeate like your being and who you are like we have the light of Jesus in us we are lights because of Christ because of his sacrifice because of his death on the cross and so from this passage, and this is kind of where I, I want to end up focusing on for the rest of this talk, and what, and this is where the really practical stuff comes down to of us being lights um, and how we can do that. This is where it comes in here. So we have kind of two responsibilities from this passage, from Jesus saying that, hey, I am the light of the world, but you are lights, and I want you to be that city on the hill that's shining bright. Well, our first responsibility is to be a light. You know what it says in here in the passage that we just read? A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and, give, and it gives light to all in the house. It is our job to be a light. It's not our job to hide it. It's not our job to say, well, you know, my faith is personal. It's just private. No, no, no. Our faith is meant to be lived out. And so our responsibility to be the light comes in three ways. One, to share the gospel with others and how it has changed our lives. We all have a story, right? My story involves growing up in a Christian home and feeling like I did things the right way. And then um, having sadness of divorce and my world turning upside down and my journey as a single mom and yet God being with me and carrying me through it all. Well, that's my story, but you have a story. You have your own story to share with others. And, you know, I used to think before I went through divorce that like, oh, I don't really have much to share like about how I came to Christ because I don't have... And I still, my salvation story isn't something dramatic. I was six years old. But we all have a story to share. And you don't know who your story is going to connect with. Um, because there may be someone else that has 
has grown up in a Christian home too and had a similar lifestyle of nothing major. There was no like big transformational thing, but you can still connect with them because they can be like, hey, like you went through the same things through and your faith is still strong and you're vibrant for God, even though you've been walking with Christ since you were little, like you still have a story no matter what. God has put a story in all of us and he wants us to share those things to share the sadness, to share the hurt, to share the goodness, to share God's faithfulness, to encourage others. Okay, so our, the second thing is our responsibility to be a light is to let it continue to transform our lives more and more, right? To not just stay where we're at, kind of like what I talked about last week about being in the word and that we're either progressing or we're moving backwards, but we had to let that light continue to transform us. Because Jesus is the source of our light. And if we're not plugged in to that that light, if we don't have the power strip plugged in, like it's not going to do much, right? And so we want that light to shine brighter and brighter and brighter till Jesus comes back and takes us home. And our responsibility to be a light, lastly, is to remember the gravity of gravity, gravity of the gospel. Um, and I think this is really important, is that we don't forget the sacrifice that was made on behalf of us. We don't forget the pain, the agony that Jesus went through on our behalf. That we don't forget how much we have been forgiven. That we don't forget that we are sinners just like everyone else. That we are all on the same playing field. That we all need Christ. And in remembering the gravity of the gospel, we don't forget that it is serious business. The gospel is serious business. And there are people today that are going to go to hell um, because maybe they were a nice person. Maybe they were a kind person, but they never made a decision to follow Christ, to never um, repent of their sin, to never accept Christ's forgiveness and salvation in their lives. And and that's super important for us to live in a manner um, where we remember that. Remember that so that we are propelled on to being that light. That propels us on. When we like are like, okay, this is like a life or death issue. This isn't just like, well, I'm a Christian, but you're this and that's okay. We can, you know, get along. Like, yeah, we can get along. We should be kind to non-believers, of course, but we need to realize like this is serious business. And so how can I be a better light? All right. So that's our responsibility to be a light. Well, in this passage that we just read, there's, there's a little bit of another element that I think is really, really important to kind of dig into a little bit more. Um, in that second part of this passage that I read, it says, Jesus is saying in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. So the point of us being lights is to bring glory to Christ, not ourselves. And our responsibility here is to lift up Christ and not ourselves. So this is going to be a huge difference in today's culture. Like I talked about on uh, Does Jesus Want Us to Love Ourselves podcast, which I would really encourage you to go listen to if you haven't listened to yet, because 
What I talk about in that podcast is very, very applicable to what we're hearing today and all this love yourself thing that drives me crazy. <laughs> that is so popular. Um, but if we live in such a way that we're lifting up Christ and not ourselves, like, do you think that's going to make a huge difference? Is, is that going to make you stand out? Yes, yes, it's going to make you stand out. Here's some things I gathered from Pinterest that really goes along to this self movement in our culture today. Um, Here's something that says, you have to choose yourself even when others refuse to. Self-love is choosing yourself and choosing yourself is self-care. You're entertaining the wrong things when the wrong people with the wrong people because you're struggling with loving yourself. It's okay to take a break, a moment for yourself. It's okay to be selfish if it means rediscovering your own power and happiness. All right, how about this one? Um, let's see. Whatever you, what, whatever you decide to do in life, make sure it makes you happy. How about these two things that are talking about success? The best revenge is massive success. All right. How about this one? Be so good they can't ignore you. So these kind of like whole success, me, um, pushing yourself forward so you can feel better than other people. That's what's permeating the culture. But hey, if we're living in such a way that we're lifting up not ourselves, but Christ, that's going to make a huge difference. And that's what Jesus calls us to do. Because we can even masquerade under well, I'm doing it for Jesus. I'm being a light for Jesus. But really, we're doing it to magnify ourselves. And is that's kind of a scary thought to think, right? And it's something that I deal with, like with what I'm doing with my podcast and what I share on social media, like on Instagram and stuff. It's like, oh man, like what's my motives in this? And a lot of times I check my motives and I'm like, God, please tell me not to be focused on like, wanting to be more successful, like wanting to feel better about myself. Cause I, I, I have to be honest, like I struggle with that. I want, I'm like, I want this podcast to be successful. I want to feel good about myself. Like, and it's all self, self, self-focus, but am I going to be that effective if I'm focusing on, uh, uh, myself? No, I'm not going to be that effective. But if I'm focusing on lifting up Christ, that's going to weed out all these selfish motives and and selfish tendencies and that are going to hold me back from really truly sharing the gospel. And so we really have to check our motives in that. Like, even if it's under the guise of like, well, I'm doing it for Christ. Because sometimes like we're not doing it for Christ. And I really struggle with that, guys. Like, I'm being honest with you guys. I feel like... That's, yeah, I am, I struggle with being success driven. And, and, you know, we all have that, like, um, the, I think a lot of us millennials, we want to be successful, but really successful is kind of like a guise for really, like, I want to be selfish. I want to be focused on myself. And so we have to be really careful about that, um, because, God may not want you to be successful, but like he wants you to be holy. He wants you to, uh, he wants you to glorify his name and to lift him up. And that may not be me. Then, sorry, that may mean not being successful in today's world. Um, I've got some really practical, I'm getting it very, very practical here. Things that I wrote down on how we can lift up Christ and not ourselves. I've talked about a few things here, but here's some things that you can just take away to think about a little bit more. Number one is to celebrate others' victories instead of being jealous. 
Uh, I think this is really big when it talk when we're thinking about focusing on ourselves. Like it's so easy to be jealous of people when they have something great going on in their life. Like we might see a friend or someone we know on social media and something in their life is going great. And instead of us celebrating that with them, whether or not like we say it, but in our hearts celebrating it with them and being happy for them, like we're jealous. And um that's a focus on self, right? And here's another one in within that context is to be sensitive to others' pain and losses when we have a victory. We can be really insensitive to be like, yes, look at this in my life is going so amazing. And then we're forgetting like how maybe us blazing that out is going to hurt somebody that's dealing with something really hard related to that. Um, I have an example of this that I thought was such a good example. If you guys know who Girl Defined is, you can check them out on Instagram. Girl Defined are these two sisters that have this ministry where they've written a couple books, they have a YouTube channel, and they just talk about topics that young women struggle with um, and all applying it from a biblical standpoint. And these girls like are on fire for Christ, which is really awesome. They also go around and speak too. But I thought it was really interesting that The younger sister, Bethany, both of them are married. Bethany and Kristen are the two sisters. And Bethany found out that she was pregnant recently and super exciting for her um, and her husband. And she shared, uh, someone asked her, like, why have you waited to share that you were pregnant? Because she waited a little while. And she said part of the reason why was because her sister and Kristen and her husband had suffered a miscarriage recently. And I believe Kristen has suffered like a number of miscarriages. And I just thought it was really cool that Bethany and her husband waited to announce their pregnancy a little bit because her sister had recently suffered a miscarriage and she didn't, she was sensitive. There goes the toilet again. (laughs) She making that noise. She was being sensitive to her sister. And then on the other end, they posted a video of when they revealed Bethany and her husband revealed that it was going to be a boy. They did a gender reveal video. And I saw in the video her sister being so, her sister Kristen being so excited for Bethany. And I thought, man, like she's probably sad, hurting inside, wishing that that was her being pregnant. And yet she was able to overcome her own hurt, overcome being focused on herself, to be excited for her sister Bethany. And that's what it means to celebrate others' victories as well as being sensitive to other people's pain when we have a victory. Okay, this is another, um, moving on to another way we can lift up Christ and not ourselves. And that's to let things go unseen and unpraised. I don't even know if the word unpraised is a word, but I'm saying it. So sometimes let things go unseen and unpraised instead of expressing pridefulness and sharing it always with the world, right? Uh, In our family, we had this phrase called, don't toot your own horn. And tooting your own horn meant to not be boasting about things in our lives. Like, And it's something, it's funny because my parents have taught that to my kids. And so they know what it means to toot your own horn. Um, but, you know, there's a verse in the Bible that talks about let another man praise you. And um, this is very uncommon for the world today to let other people praise us and to let things go unseen and unpraised. When you think about on social media and even just like in our friendships and in our relationships to sometimes take a step back and be like, hey, like 
maybe I shouldn't share that. Maybe I should just let this go unseen. And checking our motives for sharing things. And can I tell you that that is super hard with social media? And I do not have that all figured out because a lot of social media is like sharing the good things in our life, sharing the exciting things. And I don't know exactly. Hold on, I'm going to take a drink of water here. I don't know fully. haven't figured that out exactly what that looks like. I know I was listening to someone on a podcast and they were sharing how, and this girl, I think she is a Christian, but she wasn't talking about it from a Christian standpoint of point of humility, but she was just saying every time she posts something on social media, she never posts in the moment. Even I think Instagram stories, she always waits to post things and thinks about it and thinks about her motive for posting things. And I was like, Hmm, like that's a good point to not always just be like right away, like posting something in the moment, not even thinking about it, but taking a step back and thinking and just in general, like how we speak and what we say and our our Instagram captions, like, are we building ourselves up or are we focusing on loving and serving others? And that's my last point here is to adopt a you go first lifestyle of serving others instead of a looking out for yourself first lifestyle. So what's a you go first lifestyle? Well, it means looking out to the best interests of others over ourselves first when it comes to being a parent, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to work and your coworkers, when it comes to just like if you're not married, you're not a parent, your family relationships, your friendships, um a you go first lifestyle instead of I got to look out for myself, right? Um, I think that if we have that mentality, we are going to lift up Christ and not ourselves in an amazing way if we are serving. Because the Christian life is all about a sacrifice, right? Jesus gave us the example of dying on the cross for our sins. And we must follow that example of us dying to self, of us taking up our cross and following him. And so I would encourage you to just think about those things that I, that I talked about today of our responsibility to be a light and what that means and then our responsibility to lift up Christ and not ourselves. Maybe something really struck a chord with you today that you're like, oh, I got to work on that. I know that some of these things I talked about, well, one thing specifically, the celebrating others' victories instead of being jealous. I was like convicted of something. And I think that's how God brought it to my mind to even share it with you guys. I was like, ooh, yeah, I was I was jealous there. I was not celebrating someone else's victory. Um, so I would just encourage you to just think about those things in the whole context of I want to be the best light for Jesus that I can. I want to shine his light. So what do I need to weed out in my life? And what do I need to start putting into practice, putting in the habit to shine for him better? So let's pray, guys. Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you so much, God, that you are the light of the world and that there is an answer, that there is solution for the darkness, for the pain, the sadness, the evilness, the wickedness that we see in the world today. And God, I just pray for anyone who could be listening that doesn't have a relationship with you, that that doesn't have that light of life in their hearts, in their lives, Lord, I just pray today that they would fall on their knees and say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, please come into my life. Please forgive me of my sin, Lord. Please save me. 
And I pray for those of us that are walking with you, but but are maybe discouraged about how can I make a difference in this world, Lord? I pray that we would realize that we are the light of the world, that you are living in us. And so I pray, God, that we would would be responsible with that light within us, God, that we would weed out those things, the pride, the selfishness, the self-focus, that we would weed out those things so, so that we can shine for you and so that they see Jesus, so that they see you and not us, Lord Jesus. And we pray all these things in your name. Amen. Well, you guys, I hope you go out and have a great week and that you have it in your mind of just being a light for Jesus and shining for him, knowing that you have that hope within you. So go out there and bring him glory wherever you're going out this week. And I want to remind you that I'm not going to be doing a podcast next week. I'm taking that week off, but I will be back at it the following week. So I hope you guys have a wonderful week and I will talk to you all soon. Bye.